Marty! You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Okay. Welcome back to Marty. That's Mike and Russ time. Yeah. yeah. We never get that right. No, but we 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 do our best every single time. <laughs> we do the old college try, even though it's been decades since we've been in college. Oh yes, let's, I know. Let's Many. Not think about how old we are. Many decades. Uh, no, not many decades, just like two decades. I actually graduated Still. from college 20 years ago in August. This month, whole you gonna go to the? You're going to go to No, I didn't even go to the graduation. Uh, what? The, no, it was like, you know, my, and the weird, th the thing is my parents actually came down because they were living in Tallahassee at the time, um, and... They came down because I think my mom thought I was going to go do the graduation thing, you know, do the, what do you, I don't know, the pomp and circumstance, you know, get your diploma on stage in a robe. And I'm like, ugh, fuck that. I don't want to do that. And then they were like, okay. I think my mom was a little disappointed, but my dad was like, whatever. I don't care. Uh, I, I didn't care because I got my diplomas. I didn't want to go do the whole thing. Rigmarole. Plus. It was, yeah, it's really long and boring. Plus, yeah, we had, I don't know how many students would have been graduating at the time because it's not like I graduated with my class because the I started doing, I started with art education and then I decided to double major. So all of my art education classmates, which there weren't that many, there, you know, probably maybe 20 at the most uh, that were doing art education, um... They graduated like in the December of the year before, but I still had a, a few more classes to finish up to get my double major, my other degree in fine arts. So I just kind of graduated by myself, I guess. I don't know. It's just it was just Russ. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I don't know. Well, see, then the ceremony would have been nice and quick. You would have walked up on stage, got your diploma, got Whoa. your picture, and left. Yeah, that would have been just me. But it's like okay, and then the College of Education. Uh, no, it would have been College of Fine – well, both because it was College of Fine Arts and, and Education. Anyway, but there was still like thousands of people or hundreds of people graduating, just nobody in my particular group of of either art education or fine arts. Mm, I see. Plus, I see. Uh, because of the wheelchair, I would have had to go up a big long ramp to get onto the stage. It would have been a big spectacle. Uh, and then well, going back down, it could have been – you know, it could have been fun going back down, but – um, we know how you like spectacles, Russ. I don't want to be the spectacle. <laughs> You're right. But I am bespectacled uh, right now. Is that how you say it? Bes bespectacled? I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wearing glasses. What does that mean? Be be I can't talk. Spec spectacled? Bespectacled. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we haven't done an episode in months. Um, Why is that? Because I suck and I'm working too much and I have no time to breathe. You don't even have an hour. I see. This is that's what confuses me sometimes. Well, I 
I do, but often when I do, I don't I don't have the energy to do anything. You know what I mean? Well, you're not really doing anything. You're just talking to me. That that doesn't take much energy. It takes energy because you're you're an amazing person, and it's 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 an event. <laughs> that is true. That is very Anytime true. Anyone talks to Mike Fasolo, it's an event. <laughs> they go to their friends or their spouse. Like, oh my God, do you know who I talked today? Talk to today, Mike Fasolo. And they're like, oh my God, how are you standing up right now? I don't know. I don't know. I, I well, my knees are very weak. I, I should sit down to tell you about this because it was Mike Fasolo. Uh, <laughs> that is true. That is very true. So, so what's been going on since? Uh, what 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 are we doing tonight, Russ? So, what's the well, we okay, we we basically haven't podcasted all summer. I don't think Pat and I have either. Uh, in fact, the Uplate Network Network has been a little dull this summer. Um, except for Crowdfinders, it's still been pretty uh, pretty active I guess you'd say uh, but yeah we well, our last episode was we, we talked about the season 2 finale of The Flash TV show oh yes uh, the, the show Flash. that you are almost ready to give up on because of all the romance and soap opera stuff yep I'm gonna watch uh, the first episode of season 2 and if that means season uh, 3 season 3 and if that sucks then I'll be you're done gonna be, you're going to be hooked because it's going to be like you're like oh this is like it's another universe he changed the whole thing it's it's going to it's going it's kind of like flashpoint in the comics which Russ doesn't know anything about but I do and it sort of is but it sort of isn't so we can talk about it um yeah it's <laughs> it's apparently going to have an effect on the whole CW superhero DC superhero universe which I know that well, uh you're not a big fan of you like arrow right or do you watch? No, Arrow? I gave up on Arrow too. Uh, I haven't really gotten into Arrow, but I keep hearing it's pretty cool, and I've liked I like the crossovers. Crossovers. It was the the first season was good, yeah. but it has it has gone downhill. Too soap opera y again. Yeah, yeah, it's gotten. They, that's what they seem to be uh, doing with all their shows. They seem to be turning them into just like little yeah. teeny bop or just ridiculous crap. The CW until they started doing the Arrow and the Flash. To me, the CW always seemed like that. No matter what the show was, it was always had the soap opera, uh, Twilight, young adult soap opera ad, uh, aspect to it, right? Of all the yeah. shows. And yeah. so I and never they, really they got just into made the it, shows. They made it worse. Really? Yeah, because it's, it's really cool with the superhero stuff, but right. then they you know, put too much of the romantic things on it which and it's and it's not, not even a cool romantic kind of you know a nice little rom-com or you know a little romantic story it's just bad so yeah that's why i've 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 been uh really not enjoying watching it at all hey rush you know who we should give a shout out to uh who little maddie portman glenn portman's son Oh yeah, that's right. Because he was listening recently when Glenn was talking about uh, no, when we mentioned Glenn, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, we were, we were talking yeah. about Glenn, and he got pretty excited that we mentioned his father. So, so hey, Matt, 
How's it yeah, going? Yeah, what's going Matt, on? Matt yeah, enjoy, enjoy your car ride with, with old Glenn. And now turn it back off because we might talk about grown-up stuff. And, <laughs> uh, well, we'll leave that up to your dad to decide. But, uh, yeah, that's right. That's, he, I think he, was, he got a kick out of us talking about his dad on on uh, on on the uh, the so-called air. I wonder <laughs> if he would get a kick out of it if we were just making fun of him. You know who sucks, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn sucks so bad. I bet he would get a kick out of it. Yeah, he, he probably would. Like a... He probably he probably think, yeah, Dad, they're making fun of you. <laughs> and Glenn could say, I could beat up both of them at the same time with one hand tied behind my back. That's true. Which he could. I think he could easily. He could squash us like the bugs we are. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. So we were. T- uh, what were we saying? Well, the yeah. So oh, I was know I was going to ask you about the 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 CW stuff. Do you think it's some of the, some of the suits were like you know what works for us soap opera stuff? We need more of that in the superhero shows. Well, yeah, the soap opera stuff definitely works for them, right. but it's just I, at least in my opinion, it's too much it's too right. too hokey yeah corny yeah way too corny and it's like it's when they whenever they set something up you know that oh if this guy gets a another girlfriend oh then the other one's gonna like him triangle then, yeah yeah it, it just well, gets it gets and, sloppy yeah and then it's like it's like the annoying thing with uh iris on the flash where she doesn't want to be with barry but then when somebody else was barry oh no she he can't be within someone else because they're not good enough. You know, it's one of those where I don't want you, but you can't be with anyone else either. So that gets really silly. It gets yeah. it gets old, old really fast. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's well, Barry is kind of gushy too on the show sometimes. You know, he is. I think what I think they should have done is they should have let Barry be with uh, that policewoman. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah, she was good. She was a good a good. Uh, partner for in him. In fact, I thought, I I was like, hey, good, and we can get away from the whole uh, Iris thing, well, whatever, you know, because it's, you know, I don't know, it's just gonna, it was like, kind of goofy, but, um, or what was that girl's name that she, her doppelganger was his, had superpowers? Linda Park. Linda Park, she was cool too, isn't she yeah. in the comics as well? She is, she is in the comics, that was, uh, um, what's his name, uh, Wally West's wife. Oh, so they just kind of threw her in because let's use let's use the character, but yeah, we're not gonna and then have her. she she came in and immediately went out, and then she came back and then she went out again. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe the show bring her back. Oh no, no, she's gone. Uh, now is her is her version in this universe, Earth One? Is she dead? I forget. Uh, I the non super powered one. Right. I think she's I think she's fine. I think she made it. Maybe. Maybe the Earth Two version, who was evil, but was she evil? I think she was evil. She had super, yeah, because she was sent over by Zoom. Yeah. Zoom, 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 I Zoom. <laughs> Did we ever talk about that Zoom? Oh, anyway, I was just flashing back to my childhood and PBS. I remember the show you were singing about. Yeah, from Boston. Come on and Zoom. Come on, and zoom, 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 Zoom. What was the the address they said to send in the mail to? No, that I don't remember. That's kind of like song. time travel because we're ta- we're talking we're going back in time in our mind. In mm, our mind. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. If you, I bet that show doesn't hold up at all now. What Zoom? Zoom. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's terrible. I loved it as a kid. Remember the big giant letters spelling out Zoom, and the kids were all yeah. I wanted to be on that show. Those kids seemed cool to me. Probably weren't. <laughs> they probably weren't cool. They were probably all dorky little kids. But when they were, they're you, all you know, they're all little Justin Bieber's. When you no, I don't know. I think they were they weren't as as douchey as he is, but um. <laughs> Although I mean he's a douchebag, but you know he, 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 I, I think anybody who sort of is like a superstar at like 16 years old, you're probably going to turn into a douchebag if you, you know, unless unless your parents somehow really rein you in or something. That's true. I'm not a, I'm not excusing his douchebaggery, but um, anyway, we'll talk about Zoom, 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 Zoom another time. Uh, yeah, what's our what's our movie this week or this time? Time, time, time. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the 1988 classic, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Awesome. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dude. <laughs> and Party on, dude. I believe this is one of my favorite movies. And not just because it came out the year I graduated high school. But... um. It's one of my favorites because, well, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons, but I would. <laughs> I had a point I was going to make. My the one thing I wanted to say was we wouldn't. Ha- I don't think we would have had uh, Wayne's World if not for Bill and Ted. Yes. Is this one of your favorite movies? This is definitely one of my favorite movies. It's first of all an '80s, which is pretty much every '80s movie is fantastic. That's not true. Well, no, that's not true, but I like to think of that that way. Because the, yeah. the 80s were a good time. But you, when you look back at 80s movies, you have, uh, you look back with rose-colored nostalgia glasses. Yes, and, yes, and, and Bill and Ted is, is way up there. And Bill and Ted, I actually, uh, you know, had to rewatch it for for this, and it right. holds up. It's a good movie. Yeah, I think it holds up. I watched, uh, uh, rewatched it again today just to refresh, because uh, it's been... A, it's been um, Probably about a year since I've seen it, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think it holds up. I mean, you know, if you're if you're if you're a kid or teenagers now or the millennials or whatever they oh, call you know the millennials, <laughs> uh, I think they can. I can think they can watch the movie and enjoy it. Although they might they might wonder, what is that that little what is that box with the word <laughs> phone on it? What is that thing? Yeah, it's, they wouldn't even know what that is. It's a phone booth, uh, which is a rarity. Yeah, you millennials. Uh, and even in 1988, that kind of phone booth was hard to find. Because I don't know if you remember, do you, was I think it was a very the first Superman movie. Yeah, he goes to yeah. change in a phone booth, but it's like one of those ones where it's just uh, it's just on a stand and it's like not a whole booth. And, yeah, and they made a joke about that because even by 1977, those kind of phone booths were falling out of fashion. And they never explained why they used the phone booth as the time travel device. I, you know, that's true. They didn't. They didn't explain it. But I got the impression that they, they, whenever they travel through time, well, actually, that didn't hold up because before they send uh, George Carlin back, Rufus, back in time, it looks like some sort of weird crystal thing, and then it yeah, morphs. Like, yeah, like a it it transforms into a phone booth well i mean they they do kind of explain it because they say you know when they're when they're traveling through the first time they say that these are the circuits of time 
Right. So I guess to use the circuits in the phone booth at the, you know. I think in the phone booth, it makes it makes it easier for them to use because it's something they're familiar with. A phone, they can dial in the numbers and stuff. I imagine. Um, I was gonna say that they would change it depending on what time they went to, but they went back to the old west. It was a phone booth. You know, yep. next it was next to the outhouses. You know, so they it didn't change depending on what time period they went in, unless the only thing I can think of is it it was specifically a phone booth, so that the idiots Bill and Ted could use it. That's true. Because Bill and Ted were not yet the geniuses and the leaders of tomorrow that they would become. Yes, and here's here's my here's my question. Here's a big question that I had. Okay, that I was right. Gonna I think ask I you. know the question because I'm I was going to ask you the question. No, well, you, you don't. I, you, you don't know the question. Okay, well, ask me and then I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, now and it and for this time travel movie and for right. other time travel movies like Terminator and things like that. If time is seen as just one straight line mm-hmm. where we are, you know, we're in the present, you know, we move past the present, right. that becomes the present, and then we have the past behind us. So the future hasn't happened yet. Right. So what happened on the very first time through for those guys? How did Bill and Ted, who are clearly idiots, mm-hmm. become, you know, the wild stallion and make their music and – right? become the leaders of this future that made everything so utopic. That's what I was going to ask you too. That's the big plot hole of this movie because the movie starts out from the very beginning and Rufus is telling us, you know, um, Bill and Ted uh, basically created this utopia in the future for us. Um, but they there was a time when they were in trouble and he's like, and that's why I'm going to go back and help him out. So in other words, if Rufus never went back, he would never live in the utopia he lives in, which created a time machine that he could go back to make sure that the utopia he lived in would be created. So, yeah, it's one of those where... It's, it's, a, it's a minor little plot hole, but it's also one of those things where you can go, okay, if you don't look at time as just one single straight line, the future is always happening ahead of us anyway. So Yeah, I guess so. It's, it's, the, like, same, it's the same thing with Terminator. Like, right. the very first time through, who's John Connor's father? Right, because he uh, he impregnates um, Linda Hamilton, a uh, Sarah Connors, and she she becomes, you know, she gives birth. Yeah, because he sends his own he sends his own. Yeah, so who has yeah. the, the, the first time through? How does he know who to send back? Who's going to be his father? Right. If that's not his father, um, it'll mess with your head. We already talked about and and totally. Um, botched up the whole Terminator thing, so we're not going to go back there again. <laughs> oh no, Terminator was a good one. Terminator was, I think, our best one. Oh, it's my the most enjoyable podcast we've done. <laughs> but it was all over the place, and well, it was it was a lot all of fun. We did have a few people that were listening, and they were like yelling at us while they were listening because we were like, you know, screwing parts of it up. And <laughs> oh, you idiot! It's because of this. No, oh. Um, so Bill and Ted fans may be doing that now, but, um, yeah, so that's the big thing about Bill and Ted is that what happened in the future where they go, um, guess what guys, we need to send this Rufus back to help Bill and Ted so that they can create the utopia we now live in. Yeah. Um, well, how, what would they know? I mean, yeah, well, it doesn't make sense because there's no way in the future you're living in a utopia. What would ever tell you 
well, if we don't send somebody back in time, this utopia won't exist. Well, you know, they, as, as George Carlin, as Rufus explained later on, you know, they are, they're in harmony with everyone and everything in the universe. So they, they would know about time and obviously they knew about time travel, so they could get. Well, yeah, but I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying they, 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 they apparently are in harmony with the universe because of Bill and Ted and the, the. Um, the movement that Bill and Ted started with wild stallions. Yeah, and the other the other thing that's that was uh, struck me as I was watching the movie again is the you know from the very the opening credits that big crystalline thing comes down and turns into the time traveling phone right. booth and Rufus touches out and he goes it's you know their moment that's this is where they're in the most this is where their the, problems arise or whatever he says right. the biggest so why well, I, I mean that could have been it they have time travel that could have been it. Any time it didn't have to be at that specific time when they went back because they can go back to any time they want. Yeah, and not only that, but he gets he gets to them. He says, "While you're going through time, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Um, time is passing back in San Dimas, California, your town. At just as you know, in other words, whatever time you're spending as you're time traveling around, that's how much time is passing." But you've got a time machine. Why yeah. can't you change it? Not only that, but if you know that that's the case, that if you that time will be passing, Rufus should have gone a week ahead of the the final exam, so they would have plenty of time to set up. Well, then they then they well, I guess they, they wouldn't have been able to do the same time the same exam because the whole exam worked because they had these uh, guys from history. Uh, just for a couple hours, you know, to do the to do their play or the, you know their presentation and then go home. Yeah. And they couldn't they couldn't keep Socrates and and the fruit dude around for a week. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't keep all they couldn't keep especially President Lincoln around for a week. No, no. You saw what trouble yeah. Napoleon got into, and he was only there for yeah. a day. <laughs> yeah, he was my favorite. <laughs> um, Joan of Arc was cute, by the way. I I always forget how cute she was. She, you know, what she reminds me of. She Joan reminds of me of what? Of Joan Remind- of Arc? <laughs> no, she reminds me of a little bit of um, the girl who played the the French girl in in um, Better Off Dead. Except she doesn't have curly hair, so ah, maybe it's just because she's a cute short, you know, brunette with short short brown hair or something. Could I don't be. Know. Actually, her hair looks nothing like the girl from Better Off Dead, so I don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you uh, want to hear something a little strange while I was watching the movie? Oh, of course. I didn't have this planned, but as I was watching the movie, their presentation time was 2:45 um, for the for, in the school for their presentation. And as I was watching the movie, you look at the was, clock. Yeah, when they went to do their presentation, it was 2:45. When they went, oh, that's crazy! <laughs> Whoa! I know it blew my mind. I was like, "Holy crap! It's going to be two forty-five." If you'd been smoking weed, you would you would have just you would have been you would have lost it for the rest of the day. That that's yeah, that's that would be that'd be kind of freaky. Um, I should have looked at the time when I was doing when I was watching it, but I, I didn't. And they did have some very very funny. I mean, it was a very obviously a very funny movie. They had some really cool. Uh, um, setups at the end when they were yeah that was some of the most fun time travel stuff right yeah yeah well go ahead i'm sorry i don't want to interrupt you go ahead talk about uh, 
um, trying to get their friends who had been arrested out of out of prison. They're like, "Oh, dude, how do we how do we get him out?" And he's like, "Well, we could steal my dad's keys, but we but he lost them a couple of days ago." So you know, Bill right. comes up with the or yeah, Bill comes up with the idea. Hey, why don't we? When this is all over, we go back in time. We steal your dad's keys right. and we leave them here for us. Yeah, and he goes, "Where are we going to leave them? Oh, how about this behind the sign?" And boom, then there the, they are. The that keys was right great. There. That was so great. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie. And the, what was great was they actually set that up earlier in the movie because their dad, his dad, like two days earlier, is like, "Where the hell are my keys?" Yeah, so, and he's like, they did. It, they did it with the uh, the garbage like, can too to get him out. So I did steal my dad's keys after all. <laughs> uh, they yeah. they made it very funny. They did a very good job of it. it the, <laughs> it, it sort of became a Deus Ex Machina because they're like, um, garbage can, remember garbage can, and then the garbage <laughs> can drops on their dad's head. Like, well, whatever you know, whatever they need to get out of that moment is just remember. Well, he didn't remember to wind his watch, so it was a good thing he remembered all the other stuff. Yeah, like record they, making the recording, and and it was great that they didn't they didn't actually have to show them going back and doing it. It was just boom. They remember the garbage yeah. can, and the garbage can falls. I, yeah, I like that too because you didn't have. Yeah, it's just okay because they had already set up when once they showed it works with the keys. Then you then they just had to do it whatever they wanted. <laughs> they could have gone even crazier with it, um, but I thought they did pretty good. Uh, I would have liked to have seen them do a little more crazy just because. Um, there was so little time left, you know. I mean, in reality, you know, like more than two hours passed because when they got back to San Dimas, they only had like two hours left, but they still had time to like uh, go get um, Napoleon at the water park. Yeah, yeah they, they, they true. They they had to drop all the people off at the mall. No, before that, they had to do chores at his house. Yeah, that, at was, Ted's that, house. that was dumb. There was no reason for them to have that chore thing. Yeah, that, that had to take at least a half an hour, if not more, <laughs> because you're like, remember the, you know, they're, they're, they're showing Freud how to, how to like Windex the windows or something, and then Napoleon's like diving into the toilet because he doesn't know what a toilet is. It's, no, that, it, that was uh, Genghis Khan. Oh, yeah, that was Genghis Khan, yeah. Um, yeah, they had to do their chores. Then they had to drop everybody off at the mall. Yeah, they had time to hang out at the mall for like what half an hour. Or so. Yeah, then they had to go get Napoleon at the water park, and then go back to the mall, and then get the all the all the historical dudes and take them. Well, then they got arrested, so then they had yeah, to they get had, them, break them out of jail. All of that would have taken like four hours, but and yeah, and then oh, they well. had to go to uh, do their presentation. We suspended a ton of disbelief for the rest of it, so you know it's not that big of a deal, I guess. Um. Well, so where did they go first? The Old West, right? They yeah, they went to Old West to get Billy the Kid. Um. Yeah, I I thought that was Billy the Kid was pretty good. They they saved him at the last second. Of course, you know he went into the uh the phone booth in between the outhouses, and then of course <laughs> it disappeared, and all the all the uh, the guys that were after him, the cowboys were all you know freaking out because. It was like magic, of course. Um, I then I thought that I would have liked to have seen him do something a little bit more with the language barrier. That would have been kind of fun with, with um, you know, with with Socrates and uh, um, uh, well, Joan of Arc. Uh, well, yeah, and, all and I also mean, Napoleon. Most, 
Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Yeah, basically everybody, yeah. everybody except for <laughs> Billy the Kid and Abe Lincoln were yeah, the exactly. only two that understood him. And one of my another one of my favorite parts in the movie, and this is not time travel related, but is uh, I'm sorry, I just hit the microphone. Is is Abe Lincoln when he says "Party on, dudes"? <laughs> just the look on his face is just classic. It's just it's amazing. Um, Anyway, but I want to get back to this time travel stuff. So then you've got – there's another great time travel thing, uh, which is kind of a time travel trope, but I, I, I enjoy it, is when they see themselves from the future. Yes. Uh, but it's only yep. from the – just a little bit in the future because <laughs> they're in the Circle K parking lot. Something strange is afoot at the Circle <laughs> K, Ted. And, uh, and, and then and they're talking to Rufus. He's explaining to him what the whole time travel thing is. And then another phone booth pops up in the parking lot of the Circle Gay. And, of course, they get out. And I didn't realize this. When you first watched the movie, I don't know if you know, didn't, but you don't realize there's a bunch of people in the in the uh, phone booth. You just Because yeah. you only see Bill and Ted come over. Yeah, because by that time they'd gotten, they'd gotten Billy the Kid, Socrates... I think they got almost everybody. If did they not, have everybody, if not yeah. everyone, and then they, but they, yeah, they did have everyone, but they came back too soon because then, then because Rufus is like, no, you have to put another number in there. Yeah, because Ted forgot to wind his watch. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I forgot to wind. Ted, you forgot to wind your watch, even after you reminded yourself. Oh, I remind myself again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to wind your watch, Ted. Uh, and then. And then, yeah, so I like, of course, that's a great scene. And then, you know, what number are you thinking of? 69, dude. <laughs> you didn't have to be time. That was, that was no, like, you didn't even have to know Bill and Ted. You could talk to them for five minutes and you know that was a number they were thinking of. <laughs> um, I also thought it was kind of funny that uh, this is, it's, it's a little sort of time travel related. But those guys, Bill and Ted, both actually, their sense of fashion was actually kind of fashion forward because they were sort of like more like the sort of grungy looking, you know, slackered looking dudes from like the early 90s. And in and this is 1988. A lot of people I saw a dude with a mullet in the mall on, on the movie. I saw a lot of hairsprayed hair on the, the the girls in some really bad like really like kind of bad pastel colors and not pastel colors are bad in themselves, but it's just very 80 like very mid to late 80s you know just ugh, fashion faux pas and then and Bill and Ted seemed to be kind of um, a little more timeless because th- they could be wearing what they were wearing today and they wouldn't look too much out of place even their hair if you think about it I mean you know Bill's hair he was curly headed he was curly top so uh, kind of like but, you you know well yeah when I was younger <laughs> cue, cue ball now curly top to cue ball um, but they could. Yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, oh, <laughs> wait. Okay. Um, remind me how they ended up in the future because they actually did go to the future, like by accident or something. And then they yeah, they talked to uh, the, the guys. They they went way back there. Um, when they were in the medieval time. Right. The, one of the knights chasing them hit the antenna oh, on top right. of the yeah. phone booth and, and destroyed it. So they ended up back in, I think, like 1 million BC. And they fixed the antenna with bubble gum that everybody with was bubble gum with. and and uh, pudding cups. Right. And so, yeah, then I think after that, they went 
to the future. Which, put, by the way, pudding cups aren't made of of uh, uh, metal? metal anymore. No. Oh. In well, fact, this is were. this is a little bit of an aside, uh, but the the amazing show Stranger Things. Yep. When they did the scene where he found all the pudding, uh, what's his name? Found I can't remember his name. The curly headed kid. He found all the pudding that the, the, the lunch lady had been hiding. The little hunt snack packs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, since since they they don't make them in cans anymore, it's in the little plastic things now. Uh, they actually went and got a whole bunch of Vienna sausage cans and then relabeled them for, for as, oh. as pudding. That's a little trivia for you. I did not know that. Anyway, so they fixed the antenna, and it seems to be working, but it's a, it's a little off when it's going, and it doesn't. But they end up going to the future, luckily, because then they can get it fixed there, right? No, they just they just ended up, um, I mean, they fixed it on their own, and they ended up in the future. I think that's how when they it, ended up. Or maybe they went to the future first. Then back to the past. I just rewatched this today, and I can't, can't, can't even remember. Um, well, anyway, they went to the future, and you know who the the uh, the main future guy was? Oh my god, I was looking at him again today, and I'm like, I know this dude, I know this dude, and then <laughs> I'm like picturing him, and he was like right on the tip of my brain, or whatever, not the tongue, because I wasn't trying to think of a name, but the, he's a character actor. He's Clarence Clemens. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but he also wasn't he he's done other acting. Um the only thing I can think of acting wise was Eddie and the Cruisers. He was in Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah, you did you know that? I he, did not know that. He played the saxophone player, which is what he plays in real life. Ah. We we um, could I guess theoretically we could talk about Eddie and the Cruisers one time cuz that it isn't really time travel, but it is jumping no, back. No, but it deals with a lot of it's it's told in flashbacks in a way. Yeah, because right? it's told from the the perspective of um, uh, what's his name? Uh, he was a good actor, but then he he sort of dropped off the planet. Michael Perre. No, no, I mean it was told from the perspective of the the songwriter guy, the the words and music. Oh guy, yeah, the, yeah. The keyboard player. Uh, he also played the substitute and sniper. And then he, yep. be, then he, he, then he was in just a bunch of B movies. He was in. Um, He's a good actor um, too. Major League. Right. Yes. Yep. He was the catcher. Oh, my mind is blank on his name. It's right there. He's a good actor. Um, yeah, that was kind of you know, it's not that well. It was not, a great movie. I, I mean, love the first that movie. time seeing I, it, and yeah. and the music was really good in it too. Yeah, and it was a. What was cool was the movie, the music fit the time period, which was like the late fifties, early sixties. But it also um, they had a couple of hits that were on the radio in the eighties. So they it was a nice it was a nice mix because that movie came out in like eighty three or eighty four. I love that movie when it came out, and then I and again Michael Pare is another guy who whose career went out went nowhere. I mean, you know, he still acts. Tom Berenger, that's the guy's name. Tom Berenger, yes. But Michael Pere, he went to do a lot of B movies too, and I always felt like um, he was a better actor than maybe they gave him credit for. Was he in the Manhattan Project or the Philadelphia Project? Uh the Philadelphia Experiment, I think he was. Philadelphia Experiment, yeah. The Manhattan Project was the one that was the '80s movie. Yeah, that was the yeah. kid with from My Bodyguard. No. No. It's, um... Oh, oh, yeah, he's a dorky dude. Remember that's 
I can't remember his name either. Well, the Philadelphia experiment we can talk about because wasn't that that yes, doesn't they, that, yes. that deals with time travel? I yes, mean, that's, it is the the ship they went back in time. And that is an urban legend. There's an urban legend, right? That the that the the uh, Department of Energy, uh, no, the Atomic Energy Commission is what they called it back then. Um, created, they were trying to create a thing like a cloaking device or something, right, for ships or something, right, like a like to make the ship invisible. Yeah. And then the story goes supposedly that they actually travel back in time, right? And then when they came back into the future, then some of the some of the sailors were actually fused with the ship, like they or something like that. I don't remember exactly now. We can talk about that on another one. Well, we should chalk that up to all a bunch of other other movies. Uh, <laughs> all the, all the other ones about. we need to talk. Streets about. of Fire. He was also in Streets of Fire. Um, that wasn't time travel. No, no, that was. Uh, but it had like some cool eighties music at the time. I think. Speaking of music, though, this movie, Bill and Ted, the music, most of the music doesn't hold up so much. Um, there's some of it. It just seems like real kind of cheesy, generic rock music like cock rock you know like hair band sort of stuff and then some of it is okay I think there's a Sammy Hagar song in there that's okay um, there's one song that I like it's uh, when they go into the future the the song that's playing in the background it's uh, it's called In Time by Robbie Rob Robbie who is that I, I don't know if he was anybody big at the time I mean he obviously was big enough to get a song in the movie right but I don't think he was ever any anything other than that well there is one song in there at the toward the end of the movie by a band that would become a huge one hit wonder in the early 90s who's that Russ the band is called Extreme <laughs> they weren't a one hit wonder well they were to a lot of people because they did more than words but they actually had several hits off that record and they were on MTV like they had three or four hits on MTV that were on like uh, dial MTV the request thing for like weeks at a time more than words is their big hit but on uh, their first album came out in 89 this movie came out in 88 the song play with me is on there is in there it's, it's when Beethoven is playing on the synthesizers in the mall it's uh-huh. like, oh yes. <laughs> so that's on their first record. It's a great song, but um, it's uh, yeah, he's so that's what he's playing, and that's the one song I like on there. Well, there's a couple others I kind of like. I have to look at that in time. I think I did like that song, but I don't really remember it too much. The in time was it just instrumental, or was it like? Now there's oh, was it instrumental? I don't know. I'm asking no, I think it's. I think it's. Uh... I think there are words to it. It's just one of those, you know, kind of song in the background. Yeah. Kind of like uh, the the lesser known or the, the non-hit song on Back to the Future by Huey Lewis and the News, Back in Time. Where it was playing on the radio when he came back, when he woke up the next day at, towards the end of the movie. Do you remember that? I do. I Gotta do get back that. in time. I'm not going to sing but <laughs> no, because Huey Lewis and News has had a number, their first number one hit with "Power of Love." People yeah. are listening to this right now. Five the five people we have we have uh, listeners, and are like Maddie Portman. Maddie Portman, exactly, and they're wondering. <laughs> I didn't know we were listening to Casey Kasem's uh, American Top Forty. This is yeah, supposed to got, be a time travel. We got a little off topic on the time travel. But uh, Mike on and I music. like music, so 
sometimes. But yeah, so anyway, back to time travel. So In in Bill and Ted, their time travel device is a cool way to go about time travel. You get in the phone booth. The phone booth. You you dial the number, whatever you want to go. It gives you the time and date with the little phone book. And boom. Yeah, that was cool. The phone book tells you the number to call. Like you want to go to whatever event. That was great. I thought that was a great device. Um, I would have been, obviously Bill and Ted had the time, had the time machine after the, um, their final exam thing, their, their oral report, right? Because yeah, they had time. Yeah, outside their, their garage door when they're doing their last video, their second video for a while. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That's right. And then Rufus takes it back, I guess. He takes the- well, Ru- well, Rufus has to come in another one when he brings the girls. That's right. Cause he goes back against the princesses from the medieval times. Do they? Well, here's here's another question. I haven't seen this in only once because it was terrible. Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Journey. Yeah, I actually saw that in theaters. I did not like it. It was terrible. I did not like it, sir. I did. But do they? I don't know if they used the phone booth that they kept from the first one to do their. I don't remember because the premise of that movie, as I recall, was they get killed. Or they kind of almost get killed. And well, the, anyway, they're in like they're in like purgatory, and they have to like fight against death. Yeah, death. The, the some of the death things were very funny, but right. But the I, movie overall, yeah, was oh not, yeah, the movie overall was terrible. But I know that I forget how it happened, but robot duplicates of them. Oh yeah, show up and and that's that's how they die. They kill them, and then the whole movie is them uh, trying to get back to real life, fighting death. While the robot versions of them are taking over their lives and making them um, making things crappy, yeah, they're messing up. What? Uh, well, was I don't think George Carlin was in it at all, which doesn't make sense because if George Carlin was no, he was in it, so he was in it. Okay, see that shows. I only saw. I think I only saw it once. Also, well, no, I've seen clips of it on TV, but I don't think, I don't think I've ever sat through the whole thing. Because it's like, you know, some of the death stuff, if you're watching it, is funny. But, like, the movie itself is crap. Oh, yeah. The movie is crap. We should watch it again sometime just, you know, just, <laughs> just to see it. You know, just to just see because it. we have to. Um, but, um, yeah, it's because it's the music of Wild... The band, the music of the band Wild Stallions, stylized as W-Y-L-D... S T L L Y N S Wild Stallions. Um, by the way, is there really a San Dimas, California? Is that a real place? There is a San Dimas, California. Hmm. Did they film the movie there? I wonder. Probably not. I do not know, they and I don't know if there's a mall in San Dimas. They probably filmed it somewhere in Southern California. Yeah, it looked like Southern California, but they can make anything look like Southern California. Yeah, I mean, you, you just throw in some palm trees and oh, it's California, you yeah. know. And then if you if you avoid palm trees, you can make it look like other places too. I mean, um, you know, they shoot a lot of stuff in, you know, they'll shoot stuff in downtown that's supposed to be Chicago. I mean, if you've been to Chicago, you kind of look at it and you can kind of tell it's not Chicago. But you know, I did watch a show that took place in Chicago, short-lived show called Traffic Light. Did you ever see that show? I it, was did very, not. it was very funny. Good, some great actors in there. But um, there was a scene where they're driving down. One of the things in the show was, like, every episode, the guys, the guy friends, would 
be talking on their cell phones as one one or more of them are driving down the road, right? So you then I remember one time they're they're supposed to be in Chicago, and yeah, I could see a palm tree in the background because <laughs> they were. <laughs> and you said there's it. no palm trees in Chicago. Yeah. Yep, maybe that's why the show didn't last. But mm. no, um, we really got off a of topic. But uh, I wanted to shit. There was something I wanted to talk about with Bill and Ted and time travel specifically. Not just the time machine. Okay. Oh, yeah. We were talking about how afterwards they had the time machine at least for a few days. So if Rufus came back in his own time machine because he had to use it to go get the princesses and then bring them out of their time and they became their girlfriends slash band members, uh, that would tell me that the time, that Bill and Ted had the time machine, all, that they still had the time machine even yeah. after the movie ended. I, I guess theoretically, Rufus could have just walked in there, dialed a number, pushed the buttons, and left, and made it teleported it back home. I don't remember if that's what happened, though. He didn't. I mean, obviously, he just gets in the. I don't even think you see him get into it. He plays a big riff on a guitar. Yeah, it kind of ends with, them, and then he leaves. You know, and he and then they could they start playing, and he's like, "Well, they do get better." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he could have sent it home to his home or he could have left it there like I said I don't remember the bogus journey much so they could have used it in there for something I don't know well this movie bogus journey I'm looking at the Wikipedia pages takes place five years after the excellent adventure the movie came out in 91 so obviously that's not five years later that's only three years but um, wow the movie only cost 20 million dollars to make Mm. Box office was only thirty-eight million. I don't only. I think even for nineteen ninety-one, that wasn't that good. No, I know that when I saw it in theaters, uh, there was I saw it with a few other people, and there was nobody else in the theater. It was just us, like four people in the whole theater. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, the robots come. Uh, okay, so they said though Bill and Ted's current fiancés and former fifteenth-century princesses. Elizabeth and Joanna have become skilled musicians. Bill and Ted are still inept. <laughs> I forgot about that. Despite this, the organizer, blah, 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 whatever. Um, oh, but they, I uh, I know at the very end, I remember the very end of the movie, Bill and Ted, I think they use, I don't know if they use their time machine, but they do use a time machine to jump into the future, learn to play their guitars oh, I think and learn to right. play their things and then jump back and they come back with like the ZZ Top kind of beards and they play yeah, some crazy riffs. Right. So I, they, maybe it's another time phone booth or maybe it's the one that they had from the beginning. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I just know they used it. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's rumors that there's going to be another sequel. Um, I would, it could be really fun. Uh, and especially since both those guys haven't even aged that much, why well, you don't see Alex Winter that much, the guy who played Bill. But yeah, I mean, you don't yeah, see him at all. Uh, he was in. He was actually in. Um, oh well, speaking of the, the vampire what? movie with Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Oh, he was in in the he Lost Boys. The Lost Boys, yeah, he was one of the the vampires that gets killed. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, That's I was the only other say, thing I've seen him in. I was going to say there's another connection to Extreme because he did he directed Extreme's video for Decadence Dance, which was the first single off off of uh, Pornography, 
which was the the album with more than words. But anyway, that's <laughs> he became he's a he he directed music videos and also has directed movies and stuff. Hmm. Uh, he's directed um, stuff for well, like I said, Extreme, uh, the band Helmet, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I wonder if he's jealous and of. Of Keanu Reeves' maybe, success. You know, maybe, but at the same time, he's he's been a working director and stuff ever since. So, hey, dude, he was also, uh, did the voice on one of the one of your episodes of Robot Chicken. Did you get to meet him when he was there? I did not. Which which episode did he do? Or which uh, voice did he do? 2012. He played Bill, Bill S. Preston Esquire. Which, uh, I don't even remember which, which Bill and Ted sketch we did. It said he did Bill and Ted, and then also Steve Burns. Who's Steve Burns? Maybe. Oh no, know. no, Steve Burns. Wait, I think I think Steve Burns did the voice of Bill Bill Preston, Bill S. Preston Esquire. Esquire. So actually, actually, uh, Alex Winter wasn't in. I'm sorry. Hmm. Uh, you see, aren't you glad that we have a whole research department doing uh, working on this podcast? <laughs> yes, they should. Yes, maybe we can. We maybe should we fire can. them because they're obviously not very good they're, at their jobs. They're terrible. You know who we need to get doing our research when he gets a little older? Maddie. Maddie Portman. Portman. I almost said Glenn's old name, but I don't. I don't. I won't say that because don't say that old name. He hates his he, old name. He doesn't like that old name. <laughs> 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 you might say he hates his old name. You could name. say he hates his old name. Oh, it's an inside joke. His old name was <laughs> his previous last name was Hate. Anyway, oh, uh, <laughs> um and for those of you who don't know who you're talking about, Glenn Portman is just a friend of ours. No friend from uh from well, I would say the Wizard days, but he he actually um worked at Wizard before I did. So Mm-hmm. Uh, but I met him through Wizard. I, I met him through you and Dan DiGiacomo. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. Alex Winter is fifty-one years old. Holy shit! That's crazy. So you well, think Keanu Reeves about Bill that old Ted. too? I think. What? You think they're going to do another Bill and Ted? That's the rumors. I don't. I don't know if it's. It may be just one of those things. It's in. It's in talks. I would hope uh, not. Um, it, no, it, it, could, it could be really fun if it's like, you know, we're talking about in the future and then maybe, well, George Carlin's dead, so we can't have him. Just in just imagine all the remakes that have come out lately or the, the sequels. Yeah, it could be they really bad. Never, they are never good. Even, well, even, look, the, uh, even the Dumb and Dumber one, which everyone thought was going to be even, Yeah, I didn't watch it. And you terrible. know what? Another one that I didn't watch because I was really looking forward to it and then and then the and then the reviews, not just by critics, but just the average Joe was so bad. Was um, was the um, yeah Zoolander I hated that. Zoolander two? Oh, I didn't I didn't see Zoolander. I wasn't see I wasn't a fan of the first Zoolander. Um, I don't know. I don't know why it wouldn't be. It's it's a great movie. It's I I watched it and I was like, I'm unimpressed. What is this, a school for ants? How can the children even fit in there, this little tiny building? <laughs> I must have missed that one. The, he was looking at a model, you know, an architectural model. Mm. 
Anyways, yeah, so I didn't for see Zoolander Derek Zoo, 2. The Derek Zoolander School for Children Who Can't Read Good. <laughs> see, you're laughing, and it's a funny movie. I'm laughing you because you're saying it. Uh, well... Uh, there, okay, back back to Bill and Ted. I want to. I wanted to talk. <laughs> yeah, stop getting us off topic. Um, we forgot to mention one of the great things about the movie, which has nothing to do with time travel, uh, but Bill and Ted's. I mean, uh, Bill's stepmom, his hot stepmom, who was like, you see, she she was like what two years older than them or something. Uh, was it uh, Ted's or Bill said no? Ted says it sometime that he was a freshman. When she was and a senior? She was a senior, yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. So maybe three years yeah. older than because yeah, like, Remember when I asked your mom to prompt, shut up, Ted? And the only thing that, that I mean, there there were a few funny moments in Bill and Ted's bogus journey, but one of the funny moments was now in, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, she was married to Ted's father. In Bill and Ted's bogus journey, she was now married to... Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Bill. Married, no, she, yeah. she was married to Bill's married to father. Bill's father. Now, now she's, she's married, married to Ted's father. Was it the that same? Was, was the same girl? Yeah. Missy, I mean, mom. <laughs> Dude, your mom's hot. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> no, the funniest part is when she brings him snacks as she's bending over, and they're looking down at his shirt, <laughs> <laughs> and Ted looks over. He's like. Dude, that's your mom, dude. <laughs> and then when when they're after, when they're on stage giving their presentation, they're talking to Sigmund Freud, and oh, yeah. Sigmund Freud explains the whole thing about how Ted's father is, you know, blah blah blah. And then he asks Bill if he wants the chance to do it, and he goes, "No, I just have a small ethical so complex." <laughs> that was nice. I like that was a great line because it was subtle, and you know. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people didn't get it. Well, I don't know a lot of people, but I bet there are a lot of teenagers at the time were like, "What? I don't, I don't get that. I don't get it." Uh, that that was good. That was that was one of the best lines in the movie, I think, actually. Uh, well, of course, um, you know the running joke where they people saying Socrates' name wrong. Actually, he pronounced it different than Socrates. He pronounced it Socrates or something Socrates. like that. Socrates. And the thing is, and this is to say nothing about the movie, but. How did they know so much about these historical figures by the by the time they were given their presentation? Oh yeah, given especially given the language barrier because they couldn't talk to these people. They couldn't understand them and literally for I think most of the characters they walked in, grabbed them and walked out and then just kind of took them on the journey. Yeah. So all they knew, <laughs> they would only know roughly where they were from. But they it's, seemed to know quite a bit about um the characters by the end of it. Yeah, because they talked about Socrates being the father of modern thought, you know, and he, you know, because he was, um, um, you know, uh, led to Plato and Aristotle and stuff. And mm-hmm. they didn't, there was no way at the beginning of the movie they knew that. You know, when they went to look him up, he's like, oh, we got to go get Socrates. It's in the phone book under Socrates. <laughs> in Beethoven. Yeah, Beethoven. Yeah. And Sigmund uh, Freud. Freud. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's another one who could speak English. Was Freud? Did we did we mention that? Because, uh, oh. Yeah, we mentioned Abraham Lincoln, and uh, he has such a heavy accent, though. I mean, did Freud really speak English? I mean, in real life? Because, um, I'm, I would guess yes. I don't know. Because they always have, you know, he's always got that like Austrian accent or German accent. I'm really gonna embarrass myself here with people gonna go say, say, Sigmund Freud wasn't German. 
<laughs> he wasn't Austrian. Um, but I, I always, I'm going to look him up now just because I want to see. Because you always hear him in the You get the research department to do it. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, research. Look that up for us, please. <laughs> Slackers. You're not paying him enough. Uh, he's from the Czech Republic. See? No, born and he died in the United Kingdom. So, okay. So he's in the Czech Republic. Uh, but it seems to me like whenever they talk about, when they ever have like Freud in a movie or in a cartoon talking to Bugs Bunny or something, he's got like a German accent. What's the, the problem here is? Because <laughs> no one knows what a Czech accent sounds like. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, would it be something similar to Russian? Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Uh, Russianish, kind of Germanish. Maybe because it's kind of right there on that right, you know, in between. Um. Uh, yeah. In fact, the the place in the Czech Republic he was from was born. I can't even pronounce it. It's P.F. It's P. No, it's not even P.F. Whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Off topic I, again. I can't. I, it's it's like P.R. But the R has a little thing above it. Uh, so. It's not an umlaut, I don't think. It's like a little bit, a little, you know, one of the little, little, little downward arrow thingies. Anyway, uh, um, <laughs> uh, oh, so yeah, the, so it, look, it, okay, uh, the town he was from in the Czech Republic uh, is also has a, like a German name, so I think he did probably speak German or something. Close to it. Okay. He seems like a pretty smart guy. He probably spoke at least, I would say, two languages. I think languages. he did because um, he was a contemporary of Carl Jung, and Carl and he and, he and Carl Jung had sort of, you know, difference a difference of opinion. Um, and wasn't Carl Jung British? I mean, Swiss. That I don't know. Oh my gosh! Research. Um, when I was a kid, I thought Carl Jung was like. Asian or something because it's spelled J-U-N-G sounds Korean or something it's very racist Russ well I was a kid I, I, I was I was a, I was racist uh, you were a racist no, I child wasn't, I wasn't I was just ignorant I wasn't racist <laughs> um, was it racist I was ignorant okay so why why did Napoleon like the water slides so much water park well, if you had never been on a water slide, wouldn't you like it a lot? Yeah, but how would he know to go there? Because that was the only thing to go. Because when the, when when the when the kids ditched him at the the bowling alley, uh, I, always, I when I was watching that scene today, I had this I had had this feeling that bowling alleys are so eighties. It has such an eighties feeling to me. Uh, I like bowling, but it's just like do do people do do like young people do that today? Sure, bowling alleys are always full. Yeah, but of young people or old people like us? No, they're they're full of young people. It's a place to mainly. It's a place to go and not care about the game you're playing, yeah. just to have fun and do a lot of drinking. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, you know, I mean, I I when I ever I bowled, I wasn't I was never that competitive enough. To yeah, play. you don't have to care. You don't. You're just there to throw the ball down the lane, and you're hanging out with your friends, and you're getting drunk. But Napoleon was a cheater. Napoleon, yes, he, Napoleon cheated. He, he didn't like to lose, but yeah, yeah, they left him there at night. 
So how did he get to the water park the next, the next afternoon? Day. Yeah. Maybe he was just wandering around. Maybe he saw it. The, th- the crazy thing is, though, he didn't have money to pay the bowling alley guys. So how did he get into the water park? Well, maybe I guess he snuck you, in. No, he, you didn't. You weren't watching the movie. Fine enough. See, there's a lady at the booth. I don't remember that. There's a lady at the booth buying tickets, and she says, 11 children. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then he just walks in with <laughs> you know, a so bunch short. of kids that are going through the thing. Yeah, he's so short. That was right. And then he's like going on the on the slides when his in his uh his his weird um the long old, old fashioned underwear, yeah. Um Yeah, was the, the, that's like when they so when they're looking for him, they go, If you were Napoleon in San Dimas, <laughs> where would you go? The water park. Because they love that water park. When they were when they were um getting Billy the kid in that bar and they were about to get beat up. They offered the cowboys who were going to beat them up free passes to Waterloo. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> They're like, what? That must be the big thing in San Dimas. Uh, at least it was at the time. I uh, yeah. I don't, that's why I asked you if San Dimas was real. I just got the. I always got the impression that it was just some fake suburb of Los Angeles or like some fake fake town in the valley. No, right? San Dimas is real, but I don't know if they had a place called Waterloops. Yeah. Or but if it they seems had like a pretty, pretty good place. I mean, you know, it is the desert, so they would have had to worry about look, water restrictions and things San like Dimas. that. San Dimas, California. Oh, it's near West Covina and Pomona. I know where West Covina is. I've never been there, but I know where it is. Um, so it's a real place. It doesn't look that big. Oh, they got a big lake there. Hmm. The park, Maybe well, they had some sort of water. No, the park, the the lake isn't that big, but it's a, it's a, it's a lake. Oh, look, there's a water park called Raging Waters, Los Angeles. I'm gonna look it up and let's see. Let's travel back in time, <laughs> time, time. I'm gonna look. At, I wonder if it was named Water Loops. Water Loops. They probably wouldn't have been able to use Water Loops. They would have had to change it. Yeah, because you know if you use it. Prominently, you sort of have to like pay them, or no, you don't pay. You don't or have to. If they pay you to advertise for them, product placement. Yeah, product placement. But like, if you put it in your movie and use their name, and they're like, that movie does not fit with our family values, they could get upset and sue you or something, probably. Um. So, but I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Wikipedia would be interesting. I, I, you know, years ago, back when we were in school, we would have had to go to an encyclopedia. Yeah, like that. They didn't have this internet. The millennials don't know what they what they what they missed out on. Remember those commercials for Encyclopedia Britannica? Yes, I do. That douchey nerd with the like blonde headed kid with glasses, big glasses, big like plastic glasses. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't remember him. And there's like some voiceover guy goes, "Well, what do you have there?" And he's like. Huh, I've got a computer. My parents just got me a computer. It's pretty awesome because I'm awesome, whatever. And he goes, <laughs> and then the voiceover guy goes, Yeah, but how do you look up Aardvark? Oh, I don't know because it's a computer, but this is 1987 and, you know, we don't have the internet yet. So I'll link, <laughs> I'll link you. I'll link you to the commercials and you will remember and you will you will remember that you loathed this guy because the, the guy him. he's such a dork. So he's the funny thing is in one of the computers one of the community, one of the commercials speaking of time travel he's got a computer like a 286 computer on his desk. You know, there's not even doesn't even have windows on it. 
<laughs> it's just DOS, you know, and it's like six sixteen color screen. I remember those. And then and then also on the desk he's like he's got like a big camcorder and so and like a phone and some other stuff. And basically it's like everything on that desk fits in your phone right now. You know, it's it's so crazy. Uh, but the kid was a such a douche. You have to. Oh, I hate it. And the funny thing is, the way he talks to the announcer guy, the announcer guy's even like, sick of him. He's like, "Ugh, you know, the announcer guy is just like, this kid is annoying." <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it. Um, shit, I don't know what we were talking about. Water loops. Water loops. Uh. Oh yeah, I looked it up. Um. Raging Waters. They call it Raging... The crazy thing is, they call it Raging Waters Los Angeles now, I think. Right? Mm. Uh, but... Well, Raging Waters is named the three theme parks, uh, water parks. Sacramento, San Dimas, and San Jose. But I think they call this one Raging Waters Los Angeles now. Uh, which used to be San Dimas. But uh, anyway, I'm just skimming. It doesn't look like... It doesn't look like it used to be really called it. Um, the scenes at Waterloo are a cross between establishing shots at San Dimas Raging Waters. And oh, sh- God, sorry. I just had a, a brilliant insight. Oh, okay. Shots with the actors at a place called Golfland Sunsplash in Mesa, Arizona. So that they may have shot the movie in, San- in Arizona pretending it was San Dimas. I just I just thought of something. What? Napoleon was fighting his battle at Waterloo and the park That's was Waterloops r- loops. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Waterloops. It brings it full circle. We looped it around it. That's that's why he would go there because his famous so Bill battle and Ted, was water- re- Bill and Ted actually had a better grasp of Napoleon's place in history than we do. Yes, yes they did. That's really sad. I just thought of that, and I've seen the movie a hundred thousand times. Maybe not that many. Wow. I've seen it at least, at least five. More than that, probably. Yeah. I, oh, I've seen it. Oh, that's yeah. I don't even. I couldn't even count twenty times. I don't know. But it, like I said, it's been a while. That's why I watched it today. But I was watching it was working because it's been a while. It's been at least a year since I've seen it. And I was watching it today, and I obviously missed a lot while I was watching it. So I apologize. Um, we we will deal with our research department later. Yes, that's that's what we can put all of our mistakes up to the research department. Okay, let me ask you this. Go ahead. Because I want to get back to the time travel thing before we can wrap. Then we can wrap this up. I want to make sure we've been recording it all this time. Yes, we have been recording. Okay. Oh, thank God. I just had a panic attack for a second. Okay, so... <laughs> so <laughs> the sad thing is, the reason I was panicking is because I've done that before. I Yes, a, you have. I think you've podcast. done that at least twice. Yeah, one time I think it was like 20 minutes, and the other time it was like 45 or something. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is what I want to talk about with the time travel related. Uh, going back to one of our favorite parts of the movie and how, how they they were like, let's just remember to do this, right? So, 
I re- as I as I watched Bill, you know, they escaped by the with the garbage can over top. See, they didn't even explain that the garbage can. What was it like hanging over this the, the doorway and it just fell? That they set it up as a trap. Yeah, they had to have it. Yeah, they had to have it like hung up in the ceiling somehow. Yeah. So as you're going out, and I'm thinking, and then and then Ted says, "Gotta remember a garbage can." And then, you know, the garbage can lands on his dad, and they get out. They escape. So you could put I, that little little voice clip in there. Oh, in the in the podcast. Yeah, when you're when you're editing it. I could. I probably won't. <laughs> anyway. I'm so lazy. But yeah, that would be great. That would be great. In fact, it would be great if I could like put it in whenever there was you know, certain parts we just put, you know, like a real radio show or something. Yeah, like like we knew what we were doing. Yeah. Um so let's say you had a time time machine. Right? And okay, I have time you machine. and you um it could this could get a little out of hand because like you've got a time machine you're not using it at the moment right you've got it let's say it's back at the house it's in your garage right okay it's it's it could be anything it could be a refrigerator it could be a DeLorean it could be a phone booth whatever you want bathtub so your time machine back at the house you're at the mall mhm and you you're getting ready to you and your wife are getting ready to go have dinner in a movie Okay. And then you get there and you forget your wallet. Oh God, that's happened so, before. Yo, really? <laughs> well, it wasn't it wasn't at a movie, but it was at uh, a yogurt shop. Oh, oh, that would have sucked because you were probably really by the time you got to the yogurt shop, you were like, oh, this is gonna be so good. Yeah, you, you want to hear the story? It's pretty quick. Yes, please tell me. So we we're we were at the house. We could walk to our yogurt shop. It's like 10, 15 minutes away. I need to go to that yogurt shop. It's it's pretty nice. So we go, hey, let's go get some frozen yogurt. We're like, okay, great. So we're walking out of the house, and my wife was dawdling a bit. So I was like, oh, come on, hurry up. She's and she goes, do you have your wallet? She is a dawdler. She said, do you have your wallet? I was like, yes, I have my wallet. Let's go. So we walk oh, all the way down. You specifically asked her. Yes. No, she specifically asked me. Now, luckily, mm-hmm. usually we walk down, but this time we drove down. <laughs> so we parked right away? outside. Did you get annoyed with her? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. What do you think I was I'm like, dumb? I was annoyed already. I was like, yes, I have my wallet. So we drive down there (laughs) and we get in and we're testing out the flavors. And, you know, we finally fill up all our yogurt stuff. We put all the toppings on and we put them on the scales. And she goes, the the checkout girl goes, I don't know, 1050, whatever it was. And I reach into my pocket, no no wallet. And I was like, oh. And then I said, I forgot my wallet. And she goes, I didn't bring my wallet because you said you had your wallet. I said, yeah, okay, I know, I'm an idiot. So you had to drive back. So she, uh, yeah, I stayed there. She drove back. Wait, got- wait, wait, wait. Why did you stay there? Why did she go back? Because she had the keys to her car, and uh, I was just going to stay there. Plus, she so was you, probably mad at me. Yeah, so. she's probably like, "I'll go get your wallet." <laughs> and you're like, "But wait, honey, wait." You'd be like Willy Wonka. Wait, don't come back. Wait, don't please. <laughs> so she drove home, and I stayed in the yogurt shop. Um, and then she came back. She came back with her wallet, which she ended up paying for, in the the yogurt. And um, and then Mike, you, you go yes. <laughs> My plan worked exactly. Yeah, as I got some planned. free yogurt, but she was mad at me. See, you should have gone up so that your yogurt would have been melting while she was enjoying her fresh yogurt, and yours was melting. And you come back to a a bowl of yogurt soup. 
That's very true. That's Actually, very should true. Have she was very nice, and she went back and and got money, and then paid for my yogurt, which I clearly she was probably worried that you would go back, get distracted, sit down on the couch, start playing some video games. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot my wife is at the yogurt shop. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there's a so, little. Uh, Side if, note. So go back to your thing. So if you had a time machine back at the house, uh-huh. and you go, oh, I forgot my wallet, and then you and then you could say, okay, remember, wallet, remember it tomorrow. I'm gonna get in the time machine, and I'm gonna come back here, and I'm gonna stick it right under this chair, or like I don't know, you'd have to hide it somewhere in the yogurt shop. <laughs> okay. <and> the, <laughs> no, you see what I'm saying? Because you're just like yeah. you know. Hide it behind the garbage can. So it would work as long as you remember. But the thing is, I think you would like they started doing it. Like they started doing it. Like this works out great. We got to remember a tape recorder. We got to remember this, right? If it was me, I would start. I would get to the point where I would say, "Okay, remember this," and then nothing would be there because I would just forget. It would be too much stuff, you know. Or it'd be like something wrong. I'd be like. Remember my wallet, and I'd reach under wherever it was, and it'd be my keys or something like that, you know. Or it would be, you know, remember something, and then it'd be something totally. Di- I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I just... Well, by this time they they were used to doing a lot of time traveling, so they they had a lot to remember. Yeah, so but like, it's... yeah, we can we can do this. They didn't even write it down. You should have written it down. They should have wrote a note <laughs> because, like, they should have written it on their hand. Well, they only had to remember four things. They had to remember immediate the keys, which was the right. first one. Then they had to remember to the do the tape, tape recording and hide it in the police station and put it in the police okay, station. Okay, so the, what they didn't explain though is how the tape recorder started playing all by itself. Well, they put a timer on it. Well, that's right. Yeah. And then they did the fax machine, or they could have actually done. They could have actually time traveled to that specific moment, but then they would have to worry about being seen uh, in a different yeah. location. Okay, so then what? What was the other one? They did the fax the machine. What did they do with the because fax machine? If you remember, they they come around the corner and they either Bill or Ted is looking at the fax machine and it says, "Bill and Ted, good luck on your exam." Oh, yeah. Bill and Ted, and then they say "duck" because another guy is coming around the <laughs> <Yeah>. corner. <laughs> So they did. You would that. have to time that. You would have to time that fax just right, and hope that the fax goes through. Like, what if the fax was like going? It's writing duck, but it doesn't quite finish. Boosh, hits him in the head. Oh, oh, it says duck. It didn't get in time. Okay, and then then the last thing was the fourth thing was the garbage can. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, still, I I honestly think that they had to at some point go back in time also to set up the. Their um, final presentation because they right, get right. there. They're rushing at the last minute, and suddenly the music comes up, the fog comes up, and the lights are all going yeah, crazy. And I think the they lighting. had music too. They had music. Yeah, they had music. Like you know, it was like um, uh, you know, or whatever the music was, and 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 the, the lights were all perfectly timed to the music. Uh, not only that, but did they have? They didn't. They didn't really have a set. They had, but they had the time machine standing there on stage back you know behind the curtain and all yeah. the dudes standing there but and and Joan of Arc but I don't think I don't think they had a set did they 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 had like little stands that the people were standing on yeah like well like they'd have to they would have had to set up those platforms yeah and the only the only person they didn't really 
talk about was Billy the Kid. He just came out and introduced him and shot one of the lights out, and that was it. Yeah, because he's an outlaw. He was an outlaw. But he was a good outlaw. He was a good guy. Um, was he really? Was he really a good guy? No, he was not a good guy. But in the movie, he was a good guy. Right. He was likable. Well, well, it's like, you know, you know, a lot of people romanticize those guys, like uh, Jesse James. Yeah. The James Gang. Uh, who didn't White Earp go after him? Uh, I think so. He was in. He was in the Brady Bunch. Was it Jesse James who was in the Brady Bunch? I think so. Jesse James. You don't remember that one? Jesse Jesse James the the outlaw. Yeah, there was at one one of the Brady Bunch episodes. I think it was either Bobby or Peter. Kind of. Yeah, was dreams. romanticizing. Yeah, he was romanticizing. I think it was Billy the Kid or Jesse James. It was one of them. And then he had this this terrible dream kind of nightmare thing where he was on a train and Jesse James kept shooting his oh, family. Oh, I kind of remember. See, that sounds like something Peter would do. Because Peter would do. He remember he also did uh, the the you know he's like pork chops and apple sauce. <laughs> he was trying pork to do apple sauce. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to do Humphrey Bogart, and so this seems like something Peter would do. Uh, Peter with his voice changing, and um, wow, talk anyway, about there's another uh, another segue. Transition. Speaking, you know, speaking of the Brady Bunch, when you mentioned earlier the guy Robbie, was his name Rob, the musician that did the song in time? Robbie Rob. Robbie Rob. It made me think of Robbie Wrist. Do you know who that Who's is? Robbie Wrist. No. Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. Oh. But what you may not know is he's a musician. He's been. I a, didn't know that. You did or didn't? I did because oh, I did. am friends with you. Oh, and I told you because I told you about Wonder Boy. Did I give you? Did I ever let you listen to Wonder Boy, his band? I don't know, but I, well, he, I know that at some point you had a yeah. picture of him in one of his albums, and he doesn't have he doesn't have a band anymore. Well, I, he may have a band, but he, Wonder Boy is no longer. They had, but they had like two. I had two of their albums. They they might have had three. Uh, it's good stuff. It's power pop, I guess you'd call it. It's rock and roll, power pop. You know, it's not real heavy or anything. I think you would like it. Um, he is the lead singer. He's a good singer. He also plays guitar. Um, I follow him on Facebook. Seems like a nice guy. I've never, I've never talked to him, but he seems like a nice guy. Maybe you should. Um, Maybe he'll talk to us after listening to this. I discovered Wonder Boy way back. I didn't discover them. I discovered them. I made them who they are, which which is nothing because nobody's never heard of them. No, I, I found them way back in the day, uh, like 1995 or so on AOL. AOL had these music music message boards, and the drummer for Wonder Boy posted in one of those message board message threads or whatever said, "Hey, check out my band Wonder Boy." Blah blah blah, you know. And at the time, I was looking, I was just looking to some, looking for some interesting stuff, and uh, it was a small indie record label called Racer Records, and um, they had another. There was another uh, band that I liked from them called. I want to say Big Umbrella. Anyway, uh, just like indie rock, you know. And then after, I, and then I listened to them. I said, hey, these guys are good. I like this stuff. And then I found out that the lead singer was Robbie Wrist, a.k.a. Cousin Oliver. And I'm hmm. like, hey, that's pretty cool because I remember Cousin Oliver. Uh, I kind of could relate to Cousin Oliver in a way for some reason. I'm not sure why. 
Maybe because <laughs> maybe because cousin Oliver, when he was a kid, he felt all he you know he felt left out because he wasn't a Brady. He was just a cousin. But that was uh, that was like the last season of the Brady Bunch. They were getting ready to get canceled. Hmm, maybe you just like uh, TV actors who became singers because you had a thing for Danny Cooksey as well, <laughs> if I remember. When someday, we'll t- someday we'll tell the Danny Cooksey story. Oh man, uh, Danny Cooksey. Danny Cooksey, Danny. Cooksey. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, I, I'm still, I'm, I still, I still claim my innocence on that whole thing. I mean, I, I. Um, yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, I had no idea that Danny Cooksey uh, was shirtless with the rest of his band in that album cover. Sure, and, sure. And some sort of homoerotic teenage fantasy. That's, it was, that was the reason you bought it. You didn't even listen to his music yet. You just <laughs> yeah. saw that cover and were like, I must have this. That doesn't make sense, Mike, because it was the inside cover. So. Well. And I, if you recall... The reason well, I might as well tell the story now. The reason that I had the album was because, and I remember this specifically because I was talking to Dan Giacomo, who was a musician, who, who was a musician. May he rest in peace. And he was a good guitarist, and he and I were talking about Steve Vai, uh, one of the great guitarists of rock from the '80s, and he's you know he's still around. Uh, you might remember him uh, from Crossroads with one Ralph Macchio. Um. He was playing think... towards the end. Did you ever see Crossroads? I, I have seen it, but it was a very, very long time ago. Where Ralph Macchio sold his soul to the devil so he could play yep. guitar and become a star. Yep. Um. Anyway, so in the end of the, that movie, he 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 does a guitar battle with Steve Vai. Uh. So anyway, Steve Vai, he's a great great guitarist, great musician, rock musician. Um. He all, oh, I know you know uh David Lee Roth solo stuff. Steve Vai played record played guitar on those. Hmm. Did you know that? I I did not know that. You know that now. Skyscraper. Yankee Rose. Yankee Rose, I know. Damn good. Mm, no. Oh, I'll get it to you. Anyway. Anyway. Long story short was I was at a old I was at a used record store. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh, long story longer. <laughs> long story longer that and I saw this record. This this band, uh, I think it was called Bad Bad for Good, which is a stupid name. I I, I admit, because the the four was stylized as a number four. So you know, right there I should have known. But uh, so it, then I look in the back and <laughs> and then it says produced by Steve Vai. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this band. Looks like they're a metal band, maybe a hair band, right? But it's produced by Steve Vai. I like Steve Vai's music. Perhaps I will like them. So I got, I picked up the CD. It was like a buck or something. You know, it was like a used, like I said, used CD. And uh, then I, I went home and they looked on the internet uh, to find out. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's weird. The, the One of the guys in this band is Danny Cooksey, a.k.a. Uh, what was his name on, on Different Strokes? I think it was Sam. Sam, yeah, yeah the little redheaded was kid. Was it Sam? Hey, Mr. D. Yeah, it was Sam. I think you're right, Sam. It was when, you know, it's one of those things where the sitcom, the cute kid in the sitcom, who was um, Arnold at the time, was not cute anymore. So uh, they had to get another smaller cute kid. So anyway. He was also in Terminator 2. Right. We talked about that. That's where the Stanley Cooksey thing came up before and you laughed at me. And now our <laughs> listeners now our listeners will know the story why you laugh. 
So, so Danny Cooksey was in the band. He's, I don't remember if he was the singer or just the guitarist or what, but he's in the band. Turns out they were teenage guys. Uh, and, and, and I guess, you know, Steve Vai heard him and liked him and he said, I'll produce your record. So then I said, Hey Dan, I'll bring it in tomorrow. It's a pretty good record. You know, it has it, it has a definitely, yeah, it's like it has a Steve Vai feel to it. You know, it's nothing earth shattering or whatever. So then, uh, I think you were at the desk when this happened or you were there shortly thereafter, but like we were all going to go to lunch. We were, this is a wizard. We were all working at wizard at the time. We're going to go to lunch. My my little desk was in kind of a it was in a cubby hole off of the the main hallway where the printer and the light table was and then they just put a little wall and I was hiding behind the wall there <laughs> and uh so they you know Dan came over and I go so Dan here's the here's the CD you can take a listen if you want let me know what you think so Dan opens up the CD and then he pulls out the booklet which I had never looked into I I'm swear sure to you, you this is this, uh-huh. this truth. I admit, if the 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 reason you should know that this is true that I never looked in the booklet because if I had I would have never brought the booklet to work because when you open it would have up, been it would have been too sticky to open. Uh, <laughs> so when you open up the booklet, it opens up to like like a instead of just a little booklet, it folds out into like a little mini poster of the four guys in the band with no shirts. <laughs> And of course they're all they're all like eighteen years old and so they all kinda look like uh, like small chested girls or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then of course of course when Dan opens it up and he's like he had this look on his face like what the And he's like but it was like a funny look, but he's he's starting like you can tell he's gonna laugh, but he's like, Oh my god, what the hell is this? And he's laughing, he turns at me, it turns shows it to me and I'm like Oh my God! I've never seen that before. He's like, sure, sure, right? And, and then your first reaction was, I can't believe I brought that in instead of leaving it at home. <laughs> like I said, if I had ever opened up that booklet, I would have never brought it in. I would have <laughs> just brought the CD. I would. I probably would have never brought it up. I would have brought the CD though, and maybe I may. Maybe I wouldn't have ever brought up the band. But um. So then, yeah, I think you were going to lunch with us, and also Jason Andrews. And uh, <laughs> uh, who I don't even think I don't think Jason had even been there that long, but he pretty he picked up on let's rag on Russ pretty quickly though he was well, he was well, actually that was he that was, was everybody's actually, mo yeah everybody yeah maybe that's why I can identify with cousin Oliver in the Brady Bunch because everybody <laughs> left out everybody up. ripped on cousin Oliver and everybody and just leave him out and then just make fun of him that's what it is well you didn't leave me out but you made fun of me. And well, one thing after another, Mike, and I'm just—it's been a long time, but I'm just. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. It's funny though. It's funny. This to this day, uh, I I, I talk to Jason uh, on Facebook every once in a while, and he he brings it up every once in a while, just just for fun. I like bringing it up. But all was the it time. him or was it you that were like just Danny Cooksey, Danny Cooksey? That was that was Dana Giacomo. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, any anything that was that super funny, Dan usually perpetrated and voice related. Yeah, yeah, like with the with the impressions that sounded nothing like the people. I probably mentioned on this podcast before, but I was. Did he ever do an impression of you? I don't think he did. I don't remember him doing one. I don't think so. I have to ask D. 
I have to ask Dee what she if she remembers. But I yeah, because he would do. I was I was either a little girl, or I was Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I was either I was either Carmen. Hey, you guys, you guys just you just leave me alone, man. Or I was a little girl. Like. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing this. Why don't you guys leave me alone? <laughs> I'm Russ. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I sound nothing like either one of those, of course. Ah, uh, good times. I those were like good times. Kermit the Frog, but not um, not a little girl. Nor nor do I sound like Cartman. You don't you don't sound like Kermit the Frog either. Kermit the Frog. That sounds like Kermit the Frog. Not very good. That's not a very good uh, impression, though. Well, the static is telling us it's time to get off the. Uh, oh, it's that time. You don't you don't hear it, but I hear it on my end. But because it's been over an hour and it's like an hour and fifteen minutes, so I get the static. Um, so we'll just wrap it up. This was kind of all over the place, but it was a little bit time travel stuff. Uh, next time we're gonna we need to get back with our time quandaries because you had a good one. You were gonna ask me and you haven't asked me yet. So maybe we can do it when if we ever do. Um, do a podcast with Ruth Ann Thomas. Yes, we yes, we keep, keep trying. trying. You, you, you keep threatening to do a podcast with, with the three of the three of us, and then you keep, you keep canceling. So, but she's still, but she's still pretty, pretty excited about, about doing one. Yeah, she's she's still willing. So we'll see. Um, you know, we'll if we don't if we don't, we'll see her at the Long Beach uh, Comic Con next month. You know, I can, you know, actually, I can actually do a podcast, do a podcast with her and not change, not change the name either. Because instead of Mike and Russ time, it might be Mike and Ann time. time. Wouldn't even have to change Oh, that's true. You just use this the R. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. That would be a betrayal of, <laughs> of our friendship. <laughs> Are you really breaking up? So we don't want to ruin people's ears, but we'll uh, wrap it up here. And we'll get back to ragging on Russ next time. As always. As always. <laughs> On Marty. Mike and Russ time. Yeah. This podcast is copyright 2015. Mike Solo and Russ Wooten. Mike and Russ time. Yeah. Is a part of the Uplate Network at RussandPat.com.